1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott 975, and 1280 of the zone. Time for What's Going On. Brought to you today by our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st Century Utah. Get started now at SyringaNetworks.net. Gordo, you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right, highlights of the day from across the Zone Sports Network. Let's start things out with DJ and PK giving their uh, opinions on what's going on with the NBA right now.
2: NBA Players Association started polling its membership Tuesday about how individuals stand on a return to play this season. And their reports those officials told players their individual responses and identities would be kept confidential with inside the Players Association. So do 60% of the players want to come back or 80 or 99 I guess the Players Association wants to know that. If you were a player, would you assume, oh, yeah, this will be kept confidential?
3: Uh, I wouldn't care if it would be kept Confidential. I mean, if I have a conviction, what do I matter if somebody knows about it? Is my conviction based on uh, being popular in the public, or do I have a conviction and I'm willing to stand up and be counted for it? So who really cares? Well, because some people
2: might think it's the opposite of what the boss wants, and the boss would care. And, you know, if you're at the end of a roster, your job could be in jeopardy. I would think they'd be more worried about that than the public, although they could be worried about the public, too, so they wouldn't rule that
3: out totally. Yeah, well, uh, Dennis Rodman, when he was trying to make a roster, wasn't wearing a wedding dress, so you're going to vote accordingly to your job status, and it's not even going to be what you think. You're going to vote what your wallet says, and you want to play. That's going to be your conviction, so if you're at the end of the roster, you have no stature to vote no, so you're certainly going to vote yes anyway.
2: In its first statement on the matter in months, China's CCTV said Tuesday it has no intention of resuming the airing of NBA games, as the relationship between the sides remains icy in the wake of Houston Rockets' GM Daryl Morey's tweet in support of Hong Kong protests last fall. Man, that controversy seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm expecting some very, very critical inflammatory comments from Steve Kerr and LeBron James and Greg Popovich. Oh wait, no. Probably not going to get those. Not going to happen. DJ and PK. <laughs> all
1: right, there you go. Those guys. I I love it that DJ or that PK points that out all the time because that that China thing did bring up so much hypocrisy out there, in my opinion. But uh, with that being said, they were we talked about this yesterday too, Gordon. The the NBA was already going to take a financial hit, and now it's it could be exponentially worse.
4: Yeah, who would have thought, thought that uh, that the uh, the biggest thing to affect the NBA out of uh, out of China was not uh, the Daryl Morey situation?
1: No, but it just kind of compounded it, didn't it? What, yeah. what do you think about what they had to say about players in a secret, uh, you know, communications being kept private?
4: Yeah, I, I understand what DJ was saying. I mean, certain people will not want what they're. There might be a player who's at the end of the bench somewhere who doesn't feel like playing, or does it feels uncomfortable playing, and might not want that to be known, you know, for whatever reason. Everyone, one thing I've learned is that everybody has their own opinion about things, and they have their own reasons for believing that way, you know. And sometimes it's not that popular, and so I understand why guys might want, might not want to have that uh, be found out the way they feel. But I think PK is right that there are certain guys who are much more equal than others in the NBA. And uh, it sounds to me like, based on the information that we've gotten since, since the non-poll was taken, Jake, right, that uh, that uh, most of the guys want to play. So uh, if, if I were voting, I would want to know the details of how it was going to play out. Well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I want to play, but I, I I don't want the circumstances to be ridiculous. You know what PK
1: was talking about is is very real um, with the, with the group thinking. And you know, I was I was thinking about some of the stories that broke yesterday. And, and remember, we were talking about that superstar council that had some you know uh, conference call on Monday with uh, LeBron and Chris Paul and Damian Lillard and all these superstar players and. It, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I don't think that's the rank and file of the NBA. But the, but the truth of the matter is if all those players are on board, the group think is going to put everybody in line. And unfortunately, yeah. even if there are players out there who are uncomfortable with it because those players are the ones that are on board with it, they don't really have a choice. Right. And, yeah. and that, might be, that might be unfortunate, um, it might be fortunate. I, I don't know. There's a lot to lose, like we, we talked about yesterday. But if, if the overwhelming majority want to play, um, somebody who had you know, concerns about the whole thing is, is going to get left behind or fall in line, uh, unfortunately. But that's, that's going to be the, the truth of it.
4: So, Jake, you have a big decision to make. And you come to Austin and me, and we give you polar opposite points of view. Who are you going to listen to?
1: What are we talking about? What's the what's the I subject? Don't know, some
4: sort of important thing.
1: Because if if it was identifying with somebody financially, I'm picking Austin. <laughs> it's whether or not to stop and pick up a quarter. But on if, the I'm, if I'm if uh, I'm if I'm trying to diagram a sentence, uh, I would probably give you a
4: call. I don't. Yeah. I mean, no, it's it's hurts. the reality. It's a, <laughs> the, how dare you reality. go to the professional I can count, but I can't write. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a reality of life that certain voices are louder than others and and, and that certain people are not going to be represented the way they should be.
1: But it got to me into thinking, and, and I don't know why I went down this thought rabbit hole, but if I were an NBA player, just your average NBA player, no way am I electing a union rep that's the superstar on the team. That seems crazy to me. How is Chris Paul the... The uh, the union president. I mean, maybe he does a, a better job than than from what I can see. But like, wouldn't you want this? Is, and Derek Fisher was a terrible union head, but at least he was kind of more of a rank and file basketball player, and would have like the best interests of the majority of the players at heart, as opposed to the elite few. But that's just me.
4: Well, yeah, but just because somebody is elite in his playing status and maybe also in his the financial realm. You would want somebody who's of a clear mind and can think things through, True. and and represent all points of view, not just one. And Chris Paul did
1: swindle the Rockets. I mean, just <laughs> took him to the cleaners. So maybe that that's what people like.
5: About Seems him. to me in the NFL, it's always some kind of lesser-known player, it usually like is. some lineman, or in because fact, the president now is like the center for the Browns. I don't even know his name because there's so many rank and file NFL guys,
1: right. That the superstars don't have the representation because it's in it, the NFL is totally different. I mean, the quarterback is getting paid on such a different level than the entire rest of the team. Sands maybe a defensive end or two. I mean, it's it's crazy.
4: Do you think that creates animosity on? The yes, 100 percent. You think those guys that are up front busting their humps to protect some guy and then if they let someone get by them, they cream the quarterback and then they get uh, taken to the woodshed over that? And meanwhile, the quarterback's making $50 million, and they're making uh, 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 just uh, $2 million?
1: I'll, I'll give you an example, uh, Gordon, and I don't have any idea how the actual team felt about Joe Flacco. But uh, after Flacco led the Ravens to the Super Bowl and he got paid – and the next several years where the team was the team basically cutting the rest of that Super Bowl team to afford Joe Flacco. I would <laughs> guess if I were sitting there watching that happen, I'd be pretty bent out of shape about it.
4: Hmm. Yes, yeah, these sports. I mean, obviously, the stars, they, they make it happen. But there are an awful lot of people who are contributing to that, either positive or negative.
1: But it's pretty interesting that that amount of the salary cap in, in the NFL, which is kind of the ultimate team sport, has gone to that one position. But that's that's what's mm-hmm. happened.
4: Yeah, and so in most cases, their voices would be heard, but uh, maybe not in the NFL. But I agree with you. I, the, those let's say it this way: you want to protect even the voice of the of the minority in the league. Because they deserve to be represented too. Yeah, is it majority rules and that's the end of the story, or is it a, a, a hierarchy where the upper class is the one that the only one who really it's taken into consideration?
3: Depends. Now, I want to
4: be. I want to be represented, just like in government. You want. You want whatever place you're at. You want your thoughts to be represented, even if the representative may not always agree with you still those points of view should be put forth right i don't want to get all political here but do you think it's a responsibility of an elected official to is he if he's elected is he is he now empowered to okay they it elected me and so i'm going to present my point of view on every issue or is it incumbent upon him and his responsibility to take into account all the various points of view within the district or the area he's representing.
1: All right, Lou Dobbs. No, I don't I, I know. I think that's a much more complicated question. It probably depends on uh, what type of area you're representing.
4: What do you think the, the, a politician or a government leader, uh, how should he go about his business? I mean, is Okay, now that I'm elected, I have a mandate to do it my way regardless? Or is it my responsibility to reflect uh, the opinions, all the opinions of the people who elected me and maybe even those who didn't elect me?
1: I don't think there's an answer to that question, Gordon. I think probably some do it some way and some do it others. I mean, if you're from um, if you win a very narrow election, you probably have to take more people's opinion to heart right if you're in an area where you're not likely to lose then you probably do whatever you want
4: well, i think the same is this same principle applies in both cases you need to represent the people who put you there and so i have a little bit of a problem with somebody who is who's swinging uh, a gavel in a certain way and saying okay this is I've been I've been elected to this position and it's my way or the highway. It's more complex and hopefully more sophisticated than just that.
1: Well, I I don't feel like most of my elected officials uh, share my view on things. I guess maybe I'm used to that. That's not really a, a,
4: a new thing for me. Well, isn't the whole idea of government supposed to protect the rights of those who are underrepresented? Uh isn't that the role of I government? Think
1: that's a role of government.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I didn't mean to get all Yeah, we're a little little
1: in the weeds here, Uh, but uh, should we have a little more fun? Uh, Speaking of (laughs) politics, here's our friend Tim Lacombe on with DJ and PK revealing who he's voting for this November.
3: So who are you going to vote for president then?
6: I'm actually going to write in DJ and PK.
3: Co-presidents. That'd be crazy. I, I
6: would think you guys, I mean, you're clear, concise, entertaining, but you're tough. I think you have a vision for what we can be. So, yeah, you know, I just feel like you guys would be stellar.
2: I could tell you the one thing PK and I'll do first, this isn't our platform. It's gonna be a lot of sports on the South Lawn. A lot,
6: absolutely. And hey, what do we got going out there today? Uh, Looks <laughs> like we've got some cricket, <laughs> cricket, followed by some uh, lacrosse.
2: You got to be a real good golfer if you're going to uh, drive it there off the uh, off the portico there, because there's going to be a baseball game going on about a hundred yards out, and you got to carry those kids. We can't be being kids. I, I promise rise. you
6: this: if P.K.'s anywhere around, there's going to be a nightly concert too on the lawn. Oh, that's an excellent thought. Why hasn't there been more of that? He'd be up there with his legs chronic in his favorite, which I understand is Diet Coke, right? Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Coke zero. Sorry. But can you just see him up there with a the cowboy hat on and – wave and do his adoring fans PK come to the
2: situation room not until intermission
6: <laughs> hey one last thing on because I've watched way too much of it but you guys notice if you watch say CNN for instance and Wolf Blitzer's on. there's almost like this magnet when he's been interviewing someone they have to say his name like 20 times at the end of everything you know what I think Wolf pay attention to that it's kind of funny that's one thing i picked up is above all other people on television people just love to say Wolf
2: so when people talk to me they often or about me either one they have to say my full name they can't say david they have to say david james and they don't they do. say Patrick Kinahan, but, oh, yeah, the the full name. And I, I don't know why it is, but it, it happens a lot.
6: Because I think, you again, it just comes back to you guys being presidential, oh. diplomatic, formal. When I think you guys, I think you buttoned up and laying down the law. You know, I would never vote Monson and Jake Scott in. I just don't feel like they have the gumption that you guys do. Wow. So you guys are my vote.
1: That was a shot there at the end. And by the way, I, I there's some folks out there that I think would make good politicians. PK is not one of them.
4: <laughs> remember what we were talking before about representing all points of view? Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> that ain't happening there. I mean, vote you, McCall, Gordon, Tim- I vote for you, What's Tim doing? I mean, he's kissing up to the guys he's talking to, ripping so. us because we're not there. Is well, that the way it rolls?
1: We heard the clip, so now we'll remember.
4: Oh, uh, well, he's probably right.
1: Uh, I'd vote for you, Gordon, especially after this last segment where you've revealed your uh, Pollyannish na- uh, naivetiv- naivetivity, what am I trying to say? Naivete. Naivete uh, uh, about politics. I'd, I'd vote for you. I would feel like I'd be, like, throwing a, you know, chum to the sharks, but I like uh, your ideals.
4: So does Aaron Fox. You think, you think I was being Naive?
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah, a little on that on that side. But I like that. That's that's good.
4: Uh, uh, I, I, don't uh, I like I your ideals. Naive. I thought I was. Be, I thought I was being idealistic.
0: You, maybe. I think I got naive. an idea.
1: Politicians are going to represent the people they represent. Oh, sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a what a sucker. Well, maybe that was the original idea. But where where did the the part come of uh, putting money in their own pocket? Where was that in your whole thing you laid out there?
4: I don't want anybody's money. That that isn't my thing. I I want to take care of the people who have put me in office.
1: Yeah, I I think we've run candidates that are independently wealthy, so you would
4: doubt their corruption.
1: (laughs) And I think some it's worked and some not so much.
4: (laughs) It's what I don't understand. I don't understand how politicians get into office who, who weren't particularly wealthy before they got in, but when they walk out, they're really wealthy.
1: See that's what we know about Kennedy. He was loaded going into the whole thing. So was FDR. <laughs> well, his dad
4: was he was running. He was a bootlegger, wasn't he, or something?
1: Isn't that a myth?
4: I don't know. Beats me.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get to our our final our final clip, and I'm really scared about this one. Actually, here's Hans Scotty talking about why they like their coworkers.
7: Okay, we're going to toot our own horn as a radio station here. You've got a collection of people that have been in this market for a long, long time. This is why. This is why when we tout the fact that i've been doing sports radio in salt lake city since 2003 Mm -hmm. you've been doing sports radio since 2005 patrick Kinahan and david james have been doing sports radio since 2002 and they've been in the market since 1992 93 you know gordon monson's been here since the 50s uh jake scott's been here since the early (laughs) 2000s like
5: just gonna gloss right over that huh Huh. okay (laughs) okay I, I apologize, Gordon's Not wrong. Br-
7: Gordon actually turned to Brigham and he's like, "I think you're right, man. This is the place. <laughs> this is right. the place. This feels right." Lloyd, don't you dare make a promo out of this. Oh, I don't know. I. But the point I'm a kidding. lot of mosquitoes. <laughs> you know, I hear Southern California is quite nice. <laughs> Maybe we should keep on going for another 500 miles. <laughs> Brigham turned to him, Elder Gordon. <laughs> We need, we need you. we're tired we need to stuff. <laughs> we need your hopes and energy to boost for the congregation here and then gordon's like brother brigham are, are you going to be the one to steer this boat through these troubled waters that's an inside joke that not a lot of people are going to get but i guarantee there's about five people right now that are laughing Anyway, I apologize. Oh my, gosh. my point, my point's the fifties. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. My point is, is that uh, that a lot of us are making a lot of phone calls, and there's a lot of uncertainty. And frankly, let's be honest we don't we don't have a lot of answers. But what we do know is that uh, when there are answers that are going to come down, you're going to hear about it on this radio station. Yeah.
1: Wow, is it pick on Gordon Day today? Now I feel bad for the way we started the show. Geez.
7: Oh, those guys were doing
4: imp- my, my impression. Uh, they were doing my Aaron, impression. Aaron's was better, I thought. Uh, I, I don't understand, you know, uh, what the problem is with me talking with Brother Brigham. I mean, I thought we made a good decision. That was a pretty good Well, We joke. know
5: how you feel about the Pioneers, though, on this show. Right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. This uh,
1: is it. This looks good. Uh,
4: yeah, my, my my knees are aching. <laughs> I just pulled this damn isn't cart there all the way up. was not there Rocky an Escalade Ridge. that
5: I can drive the rest of the way? You know?
4: <laughs> so, well, I appreciate what it represents, but dressing up in that clothing and walking around with carts and and uh, jugs of milk. And uh, I'm just not into the whole pi- dressing up in uh, like uh, that pioneer polygamous
5: gear or whatever that is. Wow.
3: I'd
5: mm-hmm. brother Brigham cause we need the jugs of milk uh, really I can see Gordon
1: at this in the pl- this is the place looking at the valley like giant unusable lake not a tree in the valley <laughs> yeah but I'm tired man let's just let's just land it right here huh?
5: it's good for who it's for instead of this is the place Gordon's quote would have been that, meh it's good enough I'm <laughs> damn tired <laughs> <laughs> we've been walking a long
1: way <laughs> But brother Mott, that that entire Party, lake is Brigham, unusable
5: water. Yeah, yeah, we'll no. figure it out. Lisa, where's the barley? I don't know. Hey, you
4: said, at least that Utah lake looks pretty. Well, yeah. anyway, that, that was right. funny. Good on those guys. <laughs> Good on those guys. But uh, covering
1: since the fifties.
4: Yeah, you know, I feel young at heart. I, I don't understand exactly how I got so old all of a sudden. You are young at heart, Gordon. You're 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 uh, you're still a
1: young man. Period. Yeah. well, All right. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res, a clean home is a healthy home. And Zero Res is cleaning carpets right now for just $25 per room. The lowest prices uh, to help out as many people as possible. $25 per room of, uh, available while space is available. So call Zero Res today, 801 288 9376.
4: Let me follow one thing up there, Jake, and just say the guys on this station are pretty awesome. You know?
1: Well, you're being a lot nicer to them than they were to you.
4: I know, but I'm that way. Look at you, you take know. the high road. Look at no, it's true. It's, the guys are fantastic. I know we do they have really a lot of fun, are. and it's why. And, we- and they're really smart, and they have been around a long time, and they have their claws deep into the sports scene here. And uh, when guys say stuff on the air, I'm not saying that they're always right, but they usually have a pretty good reason for thinking the way they do.
1: And it's why we like this segment. That's why this "What's Going On" segment has been so fun. Checking in with the other shows. It's got they do too a great, sugary. They got they do a great job. I know, but I no, hate those guys. I that's like,
5: what I. They, they are terrible. I feel
1: like they just spent twenty minutes running down Gordon, and yet he's. It gonna, was a minute and a half.
5: He's going to take the high road, so I'm going to follow his lead. Well, if anyone could charter these troubled waters, it's Gordon. It's Gordon <laughs> again. Coming back to why he'd be a good politician. That that, that <laughs> truck he drives, it's got good ground clearance. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I love the guys.
4: Uh, I think they're fantastic, and they're really smart, and they're fun to listen to, and uh, and they know their stuff. Even when, sometimes we disagree with each other, but like I said, there's there's good reason for for everyone that has an opinion. There, I mean they 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 have done they've looked into the cir- circumstances and they've talked to a lot of people. That's why sometimes when I hear people complain about various opinions. That we have different guys have on the station. Uh, let me just say it this way: the guys aren't making this stuff up out of the blue. They, they they've they've talked to folks, and you might not agree with them, and you might come to a different conclusion. But they have good reasons for what they say.
1: That's right, and that's why I should always believe that Gordon and Juice Newton were an item uh, during the uh, summer of '72.
4: We we were never an item but but I think she did fancy me a little bit. She did, I mean see? she she liked me and uh but uh, you know I mean I What's I not was, to like, you know? Well I didn't mean to say it like that, but I I was I was uh I was good to her. <sighs> oh Gordon You're the best. Is she still around? I've I've lost track of you. Uh, Well, stay tuned. We'll get to more Can we get on the show? 97.5 and
1: 1280 The Zone.
0: Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone. We've got a Mountain America Market update coming up at 3.50, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Dirk Facer joins us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour to talk some Ute football. And uh, David Locke will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Gordon, real quick update on Major League Soccer, because this is some news today, RSL fans out there. Major League Soccer plans to return to play Uh, sometime they're hoping in June, and they're going to get all 26 teams together uh, down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, They've said it will be kind of one of those bubble-type situations, not including players' families, and uh, they're going to get the ball rolling again. What I find interesting about this is that Major League Soccer isn't like the NBA or NFL where they make the the majority of their money through TV revenue. The gate is still very, very important. So I wonder where they stand to gain from doing something like this,
4: I I think there's a problem with any league that stops people forget about you, and you know either well I can go one of two ways, either either you find out you can get along fine without uh, without it, or you uh, you really draw fond more fond of it because you miss it so poor so much, but in the case of major league soccer, they don't want to go without this. I, I know that their TV deals aren't quite the equal of some of the other big-time sports in our country. But I understand why they don't want to go on complete hiatus.
1: So this is more of, I mean, this sounds so drastic, but I get what you're saying. This is more survival, really, or staying functional to a certain extent because you don't want to fall off the map?
4: Well, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't part of their meeting, and I don't know exactly what they're – individual motivations are but I, I don't think anybody wants to cease operations if they can avoid it and and who knows with with the public appetite for sports right now maybe their tv ratings would go up which
1: would lead to further revenue down the line
4: down the line and uh, that's the that major league soccer in my opinion they're they're in this for the long haul that's what they're trying they're building toward that 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 uh, end goal of really making it a huge player in this country, and we've heard that for a long, long time. And it—I uh, I think they might be uh, angling in that direction. I, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know the the, the details of, of what their game plan is or what their reality is. But uh, I, I would be surprised if thirty years from now, Major League Soccer isn't a a big, big part of the uh, culture here.
1: Well, I've got to agree. That's why I. Uh, You know, that's why I was trying to soften the language a little bit. You know, I I think Major League Soccer is entrenched in our society. It's probably on the way to becoming more so. And I wasn't really worried about the survival of the league per se. But I do wonder because... They're a sport that's trying to negotiate this, and they do rely. I mean, 40% of NBA revenue coming from the gate is a huge, huge number, so don't get me wrong. but I And don't there's know, a
4: lot of games.
1: Right, there is. And I don't know what the exact number is for Major League Soccer, so you know, bear that in mind. But I've got to imagine that they rely on the gate so much more that it would make something like this less worthwhile, I would think. But I could be completely wrong, and you could be right, that they're just trying to operate because not doing anything would appear catastrophic.
4: So what what what's it going to look like? And how will that be without families? What how how do you think that's going to go over?
1: Well, I don't imagine it's going to be very popular, but how much of a barrel do they have their players over? Right. Cuz they're already negotiating with their players about taking a 20% pay cut, I believe was the number. Uh, which I saw so uh, money is already an issue and getting players to agree to this sort of thing I you know I wonder how easy that's going to be but we're not talking Gordon about the 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 best soccer league in the world where the the salaries are in the you know tens of millions that's not the case with major league soccer so I mean you've got players that that are trying to make a living you know scratch out a living and it makes it a much more desperate situation
4: And we're not talking about sending them overseas to go to battle, you know. We're talking about holding them up in Orlando for a while so they can play soccer games. And I I understand that it's inconvenient, and it's certainly not ideal, but it's not as though it's some sort of horrific uh, setup, you know? A- am I being too judgmental on that?
1: No, but I do think the NBA is trying to make it, um, and Adam Silver described it as a campus-type situation. I I think they're trying to get away from that isolated bubble because I think they do want to include families to make their players comfortable, but it doesn't appear like Major League Soccer is going that direction, at least based on today's report.
4: But I, well, that I, would be
1: hard on players. I, it would have to yeah, be hard on players. Not,
4: not, not easy. But uh, like you said, you said at the beginning of the show today that everyone's making adjustments yep. at this time, and everyone's trying to get used to what what we're dealing with, and and uh, there are going to be these hurdles to climb over for, for quite some time to come. I think people are coming to grips with that, and it, it's not the ideal, it's not what they would prefer, but... The, the, at, you know, at, at certain times, you got to sort of hunker down a little bit and fight your way through. And I don't think anybody should be put in a position of, of uh, harm. Uh, but, but uh, you know, these guys are probably motivated to earn that paycheck and do something to further their careers.
1: Yeah, I I 100% agree and it motivates everybody to get something done, but it seems like and not to compare, you know, major league baseball to major league soccer to the NBA, but it seems like the NBA has most everybody pulling in the right direction opposed to these other sports.
4: Well, baseball, we talked about that a little bit earlier. I mean, it just seems like there's there are a lot of voices chirping there and finding uh, a strong majority or whatever that it would be necessary to get something pushed through is more difficult for them.
1: Well, they they face an interesting dilemma, whereas they have drawn a line in the sand that has been there for a long, long time and that they're not going to negotiate, reven- you know, uh, splits of the revenue us- utilizing salary caps. They're the only sport basically that uh, does not have that in place. And so do they cross that line? Uh, because of present circumstances, that's going to be a lot more difficult. Mm. Even than what Major League Soccer is facing, you know, 20% cr- cuts across the board. I mean, that's, you know, a 20% haircut that nobody's going to be real uh, excited about. But you've already, you know, basically, you know, the salary structures already what they are in baseball. It's the Wild West, and they don't want to give up the Wild West. That's working right. out really
4: well for a bunch of players. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said earlier, Jake, that all of these entities – whether it's Major League Baseball or the NBA or Major League Soccer or the PGA Tour, they're all having to examine their own unique set of circumstances and doing what they can to, to bump start the thing forward without putting the whole thing at risk. You know, I, I read that the PGA Tour is planning constant testing and somewhat limited access. Uh, but that, that, that seems smart to me. What can you do with with the, with the hand you're dealt? And because of the nature of these sports, each one is a little different from the other, and maybe some are easier to get to get done in a limited uh, environment than others. But I mean, you you're the one who said that. What did you say about a month ago, Jake? That the PGA it seems like golf is better suited yep. to be able to handle these circumstances because if you don't have a gallery. A huge gallery and you have people properly spaced that you would be able to do that. Whereas these other sports you got bodies colliding, you got all kinds of stuff happening that typically don't happen when you're talking about, you know, golf. Yeah, some unless, of the is- unless you're playing with you know, unless you're playing with uh you know, PK and Hans and guys like that who get angry. You're
1: right. I mean, what's inspiring to me is that there's a whole bunch of smart people trying to figure out how to, you know, keep going. Because these times are are unique and they're unique circumstances. And uh, I I like seeing smart people in action. I feel like we've talked about this for, for almost this entire circumstance that, you know, we've got to find a way to do it. Find a way to pull it off. There's a lot of big brains in those rooms. And you would think they'd figure out a way to piece it together. And I think that's exactly what we're we're watching. And some of these details are more difficult to fall in line than the others. But, you know, these sports are adapting. And I think that's great. I think, I think yeah. they should be admired for that. And some sports are a tougher task, as you point out, than others. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, think about football. Football is going to be the hardest of all of them. So many, so many people on a football team and so many in the entourage and all that sort of thing. It's going to be a real difficult challenge. Golf, you're right. You should be able to... Throw out some, uh, some cameras on a golf course, you know, and, uh, and have at it. That shouldn't be too difficult. But, you know, what's great is seeing these sports do it.
4: As much as American sports fans love to, to go to see it firsthand, they also love watching their sports on TV. They call me weird. I love watching golf on TV because I can see more from my vantage point in my c- couch watching it on TV than I can when I'm at the golf course. Now, there are times when I'm there when I enjoy the atmosphere. I like being outside. I like seeing the guys in person all that stuff. But you can really enjoy it. If you like golf, you can really enjoy it on TV. And all of these sports, it's kind of like we're we're bridging a gap here is what we're doing. The way I look at it is I have hope that the really smart people in this world are going to come up with a medical, if not solution, at least some sort of answer. Uh, a vaccine or something and however long that takes that's the the gap we got to bridge and if it's the end of the year if it's the beginning of next year whatever okay then let's bridge the gap any which way we can between now and then and because it's not going to go back to normal until they have a vaccine when they have that then i think we'll feel a lot more comfortable about loading into a stadium again and and maybe you know whoever gets that vaccine will will feel completely comfortable doing that well let's hope everyone gets the vaccine so that we can do that but in the meantime what can we do to enjoy sports without putting people at risk and that's what we're talking about here and each each uh, entity has maybe an individualized sort of plan of attack and uh, let's hope they can figure it out so that we can enjoy it safely
1: all right, coming up next, we have a Mountain America Market update. Dirk Facer at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: So put your hands together and please welcome... This is Utah's yeah. best sports radio. Back, back. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Friend, friend. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone. Time for another Mountain America market update. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, our good friend James Reef with us here on The Big Show. Hi, James. How are you? Hi. Good afternoon. How are you doing? We are doing terrific. Let's talk about that market. How did to it do today?
8: Well, volatility has returned to the markets again this week. Dow traded down today 516 points, or 2.17%. And the S&P was down 50 points, or 1.75%. The markets traded lower today, as Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said that more needs to be done to support the economy, foreshadowing additional measures to likely come from the Fed to help small businesses and individuals.
4: Man, so are you were expecting this kind of slide to continue?
8: Uh, short term, I think we can see much more of what we've seen. Uh, I think long term, we're still optimistic, and we feel like this is a great buying opportunity.
1: So hit us with a tip, then we should be looking at that?
8: Well, the average bear market, uh, if you look back, uh, or the recession has lasted about 18 months. The shortest, however, has been around three months. Uh, we're into this two months, which begs the question, are we really only one month away from being out of the clear? Uh, that, that's a million-dollar question, right? One thing we feel confident is is that those who are who are afraid that they've missed out on a buying opportunity at the lows in March, if they exercise a little patience, will likely uh, be some buying opportunities to come in the very near future, if not now.
1: James, thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys our friend James Boganry from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America Market Update.
5: The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured. Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible.
1: All right, there you go. Hopefully that was helpful. Might be uh, some buying opportunities coming up, Gordon.
4: Yeah, it is a crazy ride out there right now, that's for sure. Hopefully this thing will get turned around um, in due time, and uh, some of those folks who buy will be able to uh, make a nice profit in the meantime.
1: Uh, coming up right around the corner, Dirk Facer of the Deseret News is going to join us. So he covers the Utes, of course. We'll ask him about uh, his thoughts on the Pac-12, what they might do, especially with uh, some decisions made or announced yesterday in the state of California. Uh, how Kyle Whittingham is is uh, going to approach this whole thing. We'll we'll talk to Dirk. But I thought uh, listening to Hanson Scotty today, uh, Scotty had some interesting thoughts. He's talked to several athletic directors and Gordon the the. Desire, if you want to look at it that way, or desperation, if you want to look at it that way, for there to be some sort of college football season is very much there. Um, Scotty said uh, he talked to one person who, who basically said if Montana and Montana State have to play each other eight times, they're going to do it.
4: <laughs> well, that's uh, I understand that desperation. I get it. I, I see what's at stake as long as it's done safely. Whatever course of action they take. I think it's dangerous to just make up your mind that something is going to happen before you find a way to make it happen and and make sure that the conditions are such that all those involved will be safe. That has to come into play here, regardless of how desperate certain athletic departments are.
1: We'll see how they handle it. Um, One thing that's interesting is it appears it's going to be kind of a everyone for himself type mentality. A little bit. I mean, conferences are going to make their own decision independent of, you know, the NCAA and even individual universities within conferences might uh, be given the ability to make up their own mind. This will be especially relevant, Gordon, to keep an eye on in the Mountain West Conference.
4: Well, if there's different states involved, so you have different directives in different regions, and all of that has to come into play, too. I mean, I just get nervous about people who are hell-bent on something before— they 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 get all the information necessary to make a proper responsible decision.
1: Maybe regardless, and and responsibility aside, uh, we we've talked a, a lot about that. Um, these I, I find it. It's fascinating because like a like a conference like the Pac-12, maybe they make a group solution where they play the season at a different time or something like that. But but in a league like the Mountain West, I think a lot of those university universities would be much more willing to leave the California schools behind and do something independently. If it's not possible in that state, which is not looking likely,
4: which is what's so interesting about this is it underscores and almost makes cartoonish in some ways how fractured college football is. And in this case, are you kidding me? These conferences breaking off from one another—it's like it's like a rebellion. You know, we're not—I know you're a, a member of our our league, but we're not going to pay attention to your situation. We're going to turn our backs on you and make it work where it can. Well, uh, I mean.
1: You know, could you if you were if you were San Diego State, would you blame the rest of the league if they did that? I don't know that I would.
4: Yeah, well, it's such a unique situation all the way around from that perspective. It's good luck with all this. If this all happens the way it seems to be headed, where it is fractured. How in the world are you ever going to have a college football playoff this year?
1: See, now that might be something that doesn't happen. Or maybe that's something that they hold over to the spring.
4: Yeah, I, I I don't know, but I've always thought this is why I think the college football playoff is important—an expanded model of it, that you have different teams who are tested in different ways in different parts of the country. That's certainly going to be true this year, and and so it almost increases the importance of, or at least if you want to make it fair. Maybe in these times like this, that uh, fair fairness has nothing to do with it. It's just everybody trying to make a buck so that they they don't lose programs within their athletic departments.
5: Coming up
1: next, we talk to Dirk Facer of the Deseret News. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.